Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And it's our annual bi-week interview slash collab, and we're doing it with our good friend, License plate guy. So how how long did we have with him, Justin? Like 45, 50 minutes? Yeah, a little over little over fifty minutes. So you're gonna have a whole talking giants episode, full plate of a talking giants episode to start off your your Monday morning, which I find to be awesome. Nice little substitute instead of a game recap. I missed the Giants deeply today. We're we're recording this before Sunday Night Football. Usually the bye week's a nice refresher. The Giants being good, I really missed them today. Yeah, certainly miss winning Giants football, but no, it was a pretty cool day for some Sunday football. I really enjoyed that Dolphins-Bears game. Justin Field. I was like really rooting for the Bears. The Bears are becoming like my third favorite NFL Dude, team. Dude, they rub year. off on you. I've always said they're like my, you know, my my stepbrother team. The Bears roster is just so, so bad. And it's crazy how well they're doing with that bad roster. And Justin Fields just running around like a maniac. So cool Sunday football day. Um, Let's go 7-3. 7-2. 7-3. 7-2. and two. Seven and two, seven and two, baby. Um, this episode was brought to you by Tom Cedo. Reminds me of the Cedo down the street, and then Grant Cartilage. He's got a lot of cartilage in his nose because it's never been broken. Mm. Justin, who are these people? I broke my nose once. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Two dollars a month plus some other tiers. You get to hang out with us, watch the shows live. Uh, I'll tell you what; these next two weeks, Giants should definitely be eight and two. Okay, let's just throw it out there. So you want to. You're going to want to be hanging out with us on some Victory Mondays, but we celebrate them early by recording on Sundays with our Patreon chat. So come hang out with us. Subscribe to that. Bobby Scanny sends you some stickers, magnets in the mail, plus some shirt raffles. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants. Um, before we get into the license plate guy, over under 39 and a half yards for Kadarius Tony on Sunday Night Football. Over. See, I was going to go under. So I right, that's, that's interesting. I, I am kind of fascinated to watch him play on the Chiefs um you know I, I just can't gonna, hate Tony even though he's given us reasons to hate him I just can't hate him I think he's gonna have a solid Sunday Night Football performance and it's gonna be a national talking point and then he'll play a quarter the next week against somebody and then he'll get hurt and then everybody will forget that is probably the most likely outcome <laughs> out of all of this. All right, Justin, let's get into this interview. Yeah, let's get into this interview. But first, we got to talk about Athletic Greens. Uh, an interview with License Play Guy is the best way to start off your day on your Monday with this Giants bye week. Well, Athletic Greens and taking one scoop of AG1 in a glass of water is the best way to start your day. If you don't have time, if you need more energy, if you hate taking pills and vitamins and you want a supplement that actually tastes great, Let's incorporate AG1 into your life. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's flu season, so you got to make sure you get your immune system up. you got to stay healthy. You want to be ready to rock and roll for the Giants to play on Thanksgiving, gather with your family members, etc., etc. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, I pit. I, I got that wrong again, so all the comments that like to make fun of me pronouncing things wrong, there you go. Dairy-free or gluten-free, Athletic Greens uses the best blend of products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testings. And to make things easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com giants. Again, that is athleticgreens.com giants to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
You'll be glad you did. And here's license plate guy. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. We now welcome on bye week episode. First time. Well, this is the first time we had you officially on the podcast in season. We always have you on a couple times during the off season. Then the fan fest show. The one and only license plate guy. We're winning. How does that feel? Every time we're talking about, you know, this and that, but it's never like, you know, winning. It's like maybe we're winning it two years from now, but we're actually winning. How are you feeling, man? I feel I feel great. You know, it's funny. I, I've done a couple of podcasts. You're actually the first one that basically asks how how you feeling about it. Honestly, if how do you how do you not love this right now and not talking about the draft? I mean, people are still talking about who's out there, what positions we need in this and that, but we're in meaning, meaningful football in uh, in November. It's incredible. I really do. I, I feel great about it. Yeah. I'm, I do a mid-season uh, mock draft every year during the bye week, which I'm working on right now. So, but it's, it's, I'm very happy that we're doing picking 27th in it compared to, you know, third and fourth and, and usual years. <laughs> Gets a lot harder. It's, I'm, I was just going to say, it's got to be, you know, where you're picking and what you're looking at, it's got to be a little harder. I also feel the heat that Joe Shane got this week about not getting a wide receiver where I'm like, if I don't take a wide receiver in the first round, every comment's going to say, like, you're an idiot. We need a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, so so obviously let's talk about that. That's the elephant in the room. And uh, even Justin and I, we I, I wound up seeing one of his one of his tweets to me much later than I, I wish I would have seen it earlier. But, you know, everybody has their opinion. And when – when the media and then fans pick up on a certain when they when they fixate on something that happens to be the wide receiver spot, you can't let it go. It's sort of like the Giants and the O line for you know every single year, and now we're fixed on this wide receiver thing. It started in the off season. It started when the Giants got rid of some players that maybe they should have kept or whatever, but but they went with the ones they thought were better and. Um, and Kenny Galladay did not get out of his slump that he was in last year. And he continued. And and obviously the glaring hole was wide receiver. So so the Joe Shane doesn't do it. And, you know, I didn't get much as to why in his press comments, although I freaking loved it. Um, guys, it's sort of like free agency to me. You pay big money, a money for for C players. And I believe that they were asking for A drafts when you could give them B or C drafts and nobody was taking it. And I believe he did the right thing. Yeah, so are, are you're not on like, it's not fair to DJ because Daniel Jones needs to prove himself this year. So where, where are you on that? Like, And also I saw like, oh, it's it, Joe Shane is giving up on this year's team, which I don't, yeah. I don't see it like that at all. Where are you on that? Yeah, Justin, great question, bro. So, you know, you there really is two sides to that. You really can make an argument for that, though, Justin. You really can. You could say, holy crap, here we go again. When is the DJ lovers? And and, and I want DJ to, to succeed. And and I believe he's got, I mean, he's got, he's such a very good player. And he's doing all the right things that you need for him to do. And, you know, look at all the things we used to complain about, you know, the fumbles and this and that. And he's cleaned up most of his act. And, you know, so, so do I want him to have, all you have to do is look at the Seahawks game. And what I mean by that is, you know, Geno Smith's over here with Lockett and Metcalf. And, 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 and you look at the receivers for DJ. And it's just not fair when it comes to that. So 
Here I am, Humpty Dumpty, because I could fall both sides. I hate that for DJ. And he's still winning. Okay, he's still winning. So, yes, I understand that argument. Um, But on the flip side, stop telling me that a quarterback needs everything to succeed. Because I also don't believe in that. So, again, there are arguments for both sides. It sounds like I'm flip-flopping, but I'm not. Uh, I could sit here and tell you I, I... I, I like that they didn't do anything. Yes, I wish they added a receiver for DJ. I mean, it, it all depends on what you want, but it goes back to what the arguments that we have on Twitter. Like, I'm not going to tell someone their opinion. That's your opinion. Great. Didn't happen. Yeah. And I also think where I agree with you is like prices are usually going to be higher at the trade deadline unless it's a flat out, we don't want this guy on our team. Let's sell him. Type like Robbie Anderson from the Panthers, where yeah. DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, like those guys. They were gonna like the Broncos weren't in a rush to get rid of Jerry Judy. It was like if you if someone wants to go crazy and they still love him from the draft and offer us like a high second and a third, then yeah. But obviously, like I don't want the Giants to do that, um, you know. And, and like DJ Moore, like DJ Moore, I still have my eye on him for the off season because I think the uh, trade. Wait, wait, I love that you just said that. So I was just gonna ask you and Justin. I know somewhere in your freaking papers because you guys are like all over this stuff. Forget about the ones you could have traded for. Tell me who is available from that list or or a B list when the season ends. Yeah, and I just I just think wide receivers are always going to be traded in bulk, and you do see a, a, a good amount come out in the draft every single year that you can uh, you work with. Even, yeah. even like and like a, 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 an example of one who failed is Jerry Judy, and that's who everyone wants to trade for you know so even if they're not like the the slam dunk wide receiver one you can get some good value out of them i was hoping for like you know a fair deal but i also knew that the trade deadline you're not going to get a fair deal so i wasn't expecting anything that's correct you're you know you had you had monopoly money with Kadarius tony's three and six and i would have given a three and a six or done something for somebody but that three and a six was like a two and a four to somebody else. And I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. You yeah, have no. to really look – you have to look at the wide receiver that you wanted and you have to say, okay, is this wide receiver better than a second-round pick? And there, there, there's, there's how your math should happen. Like, is Jerry Judy better than a second-round pick? Dude, has it come out that of what maybe Denver wanted for him? I didn't read anything. The only person who did is Ben Albright, and he's li- like he is known as a liar. So like I hate, I hate like uh, like not even just about like other stuff, but like 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 lying about like his life and stuff. Yeah. So the only but person you know, who said it is Ben Albright, and he's just a known liar. So but that's but, but then go ahead, Justin. No, but but ultimately, I mean, you know, trade deadline, especially by the time this is you know coming out, you know, trade deadlines coming past, and as you said, like you know, people's opinions. On, I'm mostly just glad that we don't have to talk about it every day on Twitter. Um, because really like, I, I want to get back to that part of the season where we're just reckless giants fans playing with house (laughs) money every single week, because I, I ultimately feel like, you know, with the Seattle game, us losing, and especially in the way that we lost the way in the way that we lost, you said it right. Geno Smith has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett with tight ends and a a good running game where Daniel Jones, you know, they have a good running game that Seattle shut down. Like Seattle was able to shut down kind of the few pieces that we had offensively. So I want to get back to this part of the season where, you know, there's no opportunity to upgrade. We got no money. 
We got, we're not giving up any draft picks. So now we're in the second part of the season. We're going to win with the roster that we got. We're going to win because of coaching. And I want to get back to that like reckless part of the season where we're just rooting for this team, knowing exactly what we're going to get out of Sunday. So um, tell me about like, especially like your game day experiences so far this year. Like how different has, have they been from previous years? Clearly different, but tell me about them. Yeah. I mean, completely different. Uh, You know, I've become a little numb in recent years, knowing that I was going to away games and already in the, you know, in the first quarter, second quarter, I'm thinking about, you know, what a disgusting, you know, ride to the airport and a disgusting uh, red eye home to go to work the next day to listen to all my colleagues. Oh, you wasted your money again. I see. So this is completely different. And I'm loving going to the games. There's a a million giant fans at every game that we've been to so far. I mean, I've had, I mean, shoot, Justin, you were there. You saw some, it was like a home game, uh, the Nashville game. Yep. And then we go to Jacksonville. It was like a home game because Florida's New York times I, two. Did, were you guys chanting New York and the, and the blower bowl? Like we were in the <laughs> was, top yeah, part was, of the stadium. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it was honestly, it, it, the, you know, New York giant fans roll hard, but but uh, the experience to go to away games and you win, it's great, man. I mean, it, there's nothing better. So, you know, I, I haven't experienced that in, shoot, in years. Forget about 16. I haven't experienced that in 10 years. So it's it's really cool to to know that, I'm, you know, that red eye, well, Seattle sucked, but, but London trip or whatever trip you like, I don't know, it's just a different experience. You're like... You know, nothing bothers you. You know, you get on that plane and you're happy. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not miserable. You know, I'm in like a seven hour flight. Oh, well, all right. See you in seven hours. Yeah. You know, when you lose, it's completely different. We're also undefeated in London, which is a beautiful, like we've played three times and won every time. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, baby. Three and oh. And I have a great, it's such a great trip. And look, you know, that was obviously a Green Bay, you know, home game. And, and I knew that they were going to, they were going to travel hard because that was their first time in London. So think about it. If if I never went to London and I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, I'm like, oh man, let's let's hey hey guys, let's plan a trip to London. By the third time, the Giant fans are like, ah, I've been there, done that. So you knew it was going to be it was going to be packed. And you know what? I knew the Giants were going to win because freaking Rogers gave me an, an air elbow. I knew the Giants were going to win. Mm. Yeah, I was a little aggravated. I, I was hoping you would like try and break his elbow. <laughs> yeah, he's actually. I mean, he said some pretty cool stuff. We were when the camera was off and. He like turned around and you know took some pics with some fans and he's actually a pretty cool dude. But I mean, I didn't want to like him and I don't. So somebody that you did see was Eli. You saw Eli and the Eli Manning yeah, show. Yeah, Justin. So look, I've been around Giants players for basically my whole life, and I still get like weirded out with him. No one else, just him. Like he's a god. He's a god. And the I'm telling you, it was the greatest experience because I would go to this this Giants bar and, you know, they're closing down. I don't know why they're closing down. yet. They're closing down from three to five or something because they're, they got some filming going on. Mm. I got there at 10 to three. And I'm like, oh, come on. I just got here. Like, come, please. You know what's going on? And look, uh, you know. They, let's put it this way, management, coaches, whatever, and I got to stay. And all of a sudden, I find out that it's the Eli Manning show. And the greatest part about it was I'm sitting in the bar, and he's not there yet, and he's waiting to come. And then all of a sudden, he comes in these double doors, and I see him get stopped by security. 
and I'm on the inside and he's on the outside and he's like, I see him like, you know, like basically what's going on. So open the door. He's like, it's, it's my show. Like I'm not letting me in my show. So I said to the guys, no, he's good. You know, let him in. He gets in. I he's like, if it takes you to get me in, we're totally in trouble today, which I thought was so great. You know, it was so great. But here's the best part of this story. So I got to talk to him for like five minutes, which is an eternity. You know, no one could get Eli for a minute. And I show him, hey, you know, I got got this new tattoo. I love it. You look, look, the escape. You know, I'm showing him like, look at you. It's awesome. You know, it's this big. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Little than I knew, ten, little than I know, 10 minutes later, did you see the show? 10 minutes later, this guy from London, he's like a big wig in London. He's got like 2 million followers or whatever. Oh, yeah. Huge tattoo. Yeah, he has Eli Manning on his back. This freaking big, <laughs> a portrait of Eli Manning. It was almost like, it was literally almost like this card of just his head, uh, just his face on his back. And I'm now like, you're showing off your leg and this guy's got his entire back. Who's that? Which afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like such a... He's like, yeah, Joe, yeah, really nice. Meanwhile, <laughs> this guy got his back of Eli Manning. So the the story is the guy bet his friend. You know, there's no way Eli Manning is beating the undefeated Patriots. And his friend's like, yeah, well, you get a tattoo of Eli Manning, and he does. He's like, fine, I'll do it. And he did it. I just can't believe how much of... I mean, he, he's always been a superstar, and believe me, like after he wins Super Bowl MVP in 2011 and he hosts Saturday Night Live, I don't think anything's going to top that. But, well, no, you know, you know what? No, there's the question. Because of the Manning cast now, is Eli Manning more of a, like, known commodity household superstar name compared to when he won Super Bowl MVP? I think that's a fair question. That might be a fair question. I, I would say I would say in the Giants world, he'll always be a god. I could say in the football world, he was considered probably lucky, right? In the football world. I doubt if you if you polled other teams, fans, he wouldn't be sitting in the top of anybody's category. Right. Only for the Giants, right? But now I with the say, stuff that he's doing with the media is just that, it's it's unreal. I, yes. Because if you're a football fan, you're literally watching the Manning cast and you're loving it. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, and they're doing like the college football. I mean, he's like, they're all over the he's place. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Um, you know, the college really football stuff they do. So, um, how was London just in general? Like, I, I London- so, uh, so I had a lot of FOMO that weekend. Um, was it deserved or was it like, or was it like this rough flying over here and flying back and all that? It's just as much as going to Seattle. Mm, that's true. So, so, I mean, look, it's a, I think it's a little further. But the point is, you know, it's it's great. It's awesome. I I always have a great time going over the pond. I do want to see, you know, Abbey Road. I do want to go to the bars in London. It's just the fans are incredible. Look, when London started getting games, they were cheering. The, last time, the first time I went to London, they were cheering on a punt. Now they know football, actually. Hmm. So, you know what I mean? Now they're they're like, oh, on a they cheer on a sack. They cheer on a touchdown. Like they know football. And I think, you know, NFL's done such a great job of of exploring, you know, I guess different countries. And they're gonna they're gonna wind up gonna wind up getting an NFL team there. I guarantee. You. I mean, it's only what, seven hours. They're gonna get an NFL team. There's a lot of international fans, and we've learned that from doing the show. Like, there's so many. Like, Ruben was the part, you know, we know Ruben. He was part of the media. Um, 
for that. And it's like, oh, you know, let me you tell know. you something. If you, if you follow that guy, first of all, we hung out for a little bit in London. If you follow him, there is nobody that had a better weekend than that dude. Oh yeah. I mean, he was, living I mean, his dream. I was, very, I, was sm- I was cheesing just watching all his videos. I, I agree with you. And you know what? This is, this is something that you and I, all three of us have been talked about when you guys first started. And that is be happy for the ones that finally get something like that. I mean, don't hate it. I loved that he had a chance to interview these guys, fans that he's been years uh, of being a fan for the Giants and these guys, and he's able to get in that locker room or whatever he did. I was so happy for him. It was not even funny. He had the, probably the best weekend of his life. Yeah, he, yeah, has I mean, the, he had the meet Pat Leonard, and that was like, you know, that's the only bad thing that happened to him that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, he had stable a question after the game too, which was which was pretty cool. Um, so I went down and chatted with you for a few minutes when I was in Nashville, and that's the first yeah. time that I've ever seen you at a Giants game. And I've been I've been coming to Giants games myself since two thousand five. That's the first time I've ever seen you at at a game, which is which is crazy. So while I was down there, one of the things that I learned. Holy shit, this is really close to the field. Like, it's like, you know, Galladay's warming up, and, you know, we saw, you know, Mara, John Mara, and Tim McDonald, everybody like that. It's like, oh, you can, like, see these people, you can see these people breathe, you can see them spit. So, talk to me about what you're seeing on the sidelines this year, especially when you compare it to, I'm sure it was, there was some turmoil on the sidelines throughout the last couple of years. We all know about the Kenny Galladay yelling in Washington last year. So talk to me about the sideline this year, the activity that you're seeing, the coaching that you're seeing, what the players are like. Tell me, talk to me about that. Yeah. Great, great question. Again, uh, it's, it's, it is different in, in 2000, when I started, I said I was going to go to every game. I obviously, I wasn't sitting front row. And a few years later, I decided that that's what I wanted to do. And then, being able to hear the conversations or the coaches, you know, giving plays out or or Nick Gates now running down the line and giving high fives or, you know, Sterling Shepard, giving everybody off the bench or OBJ, whoever it was, I'll never sit anywhere else. It's not the best to view the game. I could tell you that right now, but it is for like you feel like you're on the bench. So you're right about that. Look, winning cures everything, Justin. I mean, everything, when you're losing and, you know, you have people that are walking away from coaches, you have people that are not listening, you have people that can't believe it's it's fourth down already, we're punting already, coming off the bench, throwing the helmets, not putting them on the heaters or whatever on the bench, like just tossing them and waiting for some equipment manager to pick it up. Like, I feel like from my role, from my seat, I'm like, pick up your freaking helmet. You know, be a professional, but you see all of that. So you're right. It's a really good question. Look, I've watched coaches for many years. Let's just go back to judge. I've watched judge go and, and, and coach and teach and mentor. I watched go him go over to, you know, Kadarius Tony and talk to him about why either he wasn't in that play or what he thought he ran the wrong route or whatever he's doing and coaching. And it's tough, again, when you're trying to talk to someone when you're down 28 and you're 0-4 or 2-6. Now you've got Dable running around. Everybody smiles. Everybody's high-fiving. Everybody's chest-bumping. Everybody's drinking water and happy. So it, it's, it's, there's a tremendous difference. And you see it everywhere. 
And uh, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, I hope it continues. Uh, like you guys said before, I mean, I don't know if this is house money, but six and two, six. Nobody expected six and two. So uh, I really do hope that they stay together. I will tell you this. The number one that thing that I've seen this whole year, there's not one player bigger than anybody else. So I'm not saying that that was the past couple of years. I'm just saying I don't think anybody knows how to be cocky. I don't think they know what it is. I don't think they know what they, how they're winning. I don't you know maybe they're just coming together as a as a unit, as a team. Offense is doing what they're supposed to do. Defense is doing what they're supposed to do. And special teams besides the last game, they're doing what they're supposed to do. So so I just think that everybody is a cohesive unit. I really do, and that's the difference. There's no cockiness going on. Your boy Landon's back. You one, you did you ditched me in Jacksonville to hang out with like, I, you know, I, I, I did, I did. We did dinner, and I'm sorry. That was that was that's very true. I, I, t- I was like, what are you doing tonight? He's like, dinner with Landon Collins. I'm like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Big Shot. Uh uh, all right. So so I'm in London, my bag is coming out, and I turn up to 1 a.m. Turn around, Landon Collins is, is in the airport. Like it was right after I saw Aaron Rodgers. I mean, my friend. I mean, it's it, it's awesome. I couldn't believe he's back. Like, this is great. Look, Landon's got to prove himself. He's got to like, this ain't, this. he's not a captain anymore. He's not a starter. You know, Landon's got to do the right thing and hopefully maybe he comes back. Um, I haven't, I haven't broken down any film of Landon. I used to actually. I don't know how many plays he's playing a game. I talked to him on the sideline. He's not in. All of a sudden, I look for him. Oh, shoot, he's in. With, I guess, some kind of package that that the Giants put in on, you know, wing puts in on defense. Does he Is he playing a lot? Did they play him in that dime linebacker role that Tony only, Jefferson was? Only? Yeah, only that. Now, like versus the Jaguars, people are like he played 19 snaps. It's like, well, because they were in that same that package for the entire last drive that was like 13 or 14 plays. And actually, um, he had a he had, he had a big tackle on that. He shed a block and had a tackle. Yes, on a Earlier third down. In the game, too. Had, yeah, on a Got screen a pass, down. I yes, think it was. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, does he does he look good? I, I mean, he looks like the same Tony. Jo- I mean, it's not a very demanding role, you know, because when they're in that formation, they're not going to run the ball. You're basically just playing like a spy underneath, and so it's okay. it's not much. How, so how like how, how does he feel about like going from captain, you know, third and defensive player of the year, eighty four million dollar contract to now it's like very and a, fair, a fairly short period of time now he's just the dime linebacker that's he's being elevated from the practice the, squad. I have I have watched him. Um, he looks like the same player to me, and what I mean by that is not on the field on the bench. Uh, he's still mentoring the younger guys. Um, he still handles himself professionally. Landon's a really nice guy. Like he's not, he's, he's different. He's just built different. Um, so that's never going to change in him. I, I haven't sat and asked like a dinner. We didn't talk about, you know, how does it feel just to be that? I didn't want to go that route. We just talked about how do how does it feel to be back? And he's, a lot happier here than he was in Washington. Although, you know, he was making a hell of a lot more money. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll tell you that. And um, 
Uh, again, I think he's got, I think that, what, what's the rule? Again, shoot, I always forget this one. They got one more time to bring him Practice up. Practice squad elevations. He, yeah, I have trouble with that one too, Joe. Yeah, before, there's one more, one more time. Because he's only been elevated twice, I believe, right? The Jacksonville it's three, game. It's three and he's on. Yeah. Right? Yep. So I, I believe, I believe he'll be elevated for the Texans and he'll be, he'll be up. That's that'll be his spot. Yeah, it'll be interesting because Tony Jefferson is on the IR, which he would have another game after this, I believe. Correct. Um, and it's like, well, Tony Jefferson's a wink guy, and Tony Jefferson did play that role pretty like he he like he had more opportunities than Landon so far, but like he did do more than. So it'll be interesting to see if like like you can't just like I don't think Landon's just going to sit on the practice squad for the rest of the year and not be elevated type guy, you know? No, wait. From whose standpoint? The Giants from Wink? From Landon's standpoint. Well, yeah, he is because that's his contract. Yeah, I guess that's true. You, you know, and he's a he's not making. So, but he, but how, how does he feel? Like is he kinda like is he kinda like down and not, like like, he down like not one, no, he's not one time been negative about it. Um he has an opportunity. Dude, he wasn't he wasn't playing. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he wasn't picked up by anybody. Um, maybe they didn't want to take, nobody wanted to take the chance. We knew when we talked in the summer that if he didn't get picked up by camp, that his butt wasn't going to get picked up before the first game because then the money wasn't guaranteed. So we knew that he wasn't going to play and he wasn't going to get picked up until after the first game. I just love that it was the Giants. Yeah. I I have a feeling that Landon's the kind of guy where obviously, I mean, any human being in the world wants to get paid money. But I also have a feeling based on Landon, like Landon's com- comments on like Gettleman, I feel like he's also a guy along with being, you know, guaranteed a salary. He wants to be appreciated, which I think ultimately, I think ultimately the Giants do, even if they're not giving him, you know, 30, 40 snaps a game. I ultimately feel like he came back here because number one, the Giants gave him a salary but then also number two i feel like the giants appreciate him and he appreciates that a certain someone is no longer here anymore so and and let me tell you something we went back and forth whether he was going to bring up a certain someone he asked me if that's he asked me if that's the route that he should take and i said you you'd have to you know do what's comfortable but if you lie about your situation you're just going to sound fake i said um you know, Gettleman's Gettleman is is respected in the Giants organization. They respect him. He's a very nice guy. Um, but they also know that he set the the, the team back a, a while. Yeah, and yeah. and and when you talk about that, you have to talk ownership. So they know. And they know they have a lot of cleaning up to do and and that, that's why you got someone from outside. That's why we're in this position. That's why you got someone new making these decisions. That's why he turned over, a, you know, the Giants turned over a new leaf. They got into the so, – so, yes, going back to Landon, Justin, I think you hit the nail on the head. He, he wants to be respected. He wants to know that it was never him. Look, he used to – I swear to you, Justin, he used to tell me he was hurt. He was battling injuries – he would get surgery and go in and lift weights and be there after dark. And Gettleman would literally pass him from from right in front of him during contract year and not say a freaking word to him. Just walk right by him like he didn't exist. Mm. Like the level of disrespect from him 
was was unbelievable. And Landon's not the only guy to tell me that. I could sit here and tell you all stories what OBJ would tell me. I could tell you stories. I could tell you stories left and right. And you know what's funny? I never look. I could care less about the likes and the and the retweets and this and that 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 we get on social media. We put out contact content. If people like it, awesome. But when I put out the Landon thing, it's just amazing of who liked it. Hmm. I don't get I don't get many players, you know, that like my stuff. All of a sudden, that one I get twenty players out of the you know whatever fifteen players out of Buddha like that one. Why that one? So, you know, it's just funny that uh, that he's back and and he he cleared the air and not one person in the Giants organization said anything to him about it. All right, the LPG interview is still going to go strong. A little Odell Beckham Jr. talk is coming up next, so you don't want to miss it. But we got to talk about Manscaped first. You know how LPG is a big pickleball guy? Well, it turns out that uh, the aerodynamics of south of the equator is quite important in terms of your fast-twitch muscle fibers, and LPG uses Manscaped, and I want you to use it too. This holiday season, I'll be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com. Use code GIANTS for free shipping and 20% off. I'm telling you, it's one of our great deals. And you want to talk about a holiday spread? How about the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer? How about the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer? How about the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant? How about the Crop Reviver Tone? How about some performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all your goodies? That is what is inside the Performance Package 4.0. You want the entire package so your hygiene is at its best men's hygiene really really important you want to make sure that you got that locked down get 20% off and free shipping with code giants at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use code giants be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped your balls they will thank you let's get back to the interview with lpg joe rubeck talk some odell beckham jr begrudgingly for some of you some of you like talking about odell let's do it how did Odell sneak in without Shane and Dable knowing about it, or are they full of it? No, they're not full of it, actually. Shane didn't know until he was gone. But but I think that was Shep and Barkley's doing. You know, OBJ's got – I say this a million times, and I don't, I don't care, already. The guy's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my entire life. He'll give you the shirt off his back. He might even give you this shirt. I don't know if you guys – I mean, this is the greatest shirt I've ever seen. But he that might even give you – I'll send it to all of you. I'll send it to anybody who wants. One of, so, <laughs> all of our best-selling shirts end up turning bad. I know, Shake I know, and bake, <laughs> media some clowns, and now no. the Brian uh, the Brian Dable shirt. Like, please God, let the Brian Dable I shirt know. be good. My uh, my my friend asked me. He says, Joe, listen, I want to. You know, you do so much for charity, blah blah. I want to make these shirts, and uh, do you mind putting them up for me? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to put anybody else's stuff up, but mine. But I'll do it for you. He's guy one of my one of my closest friends. He made. He made a uh, an F yeah Dable. He made a Tony and he made a Kadarius Tony, uh, I, or uh, or and a and a and a KT. And I was like, no problem, I'll do it. Two weeks later, it's gone. I'm like, how your shirts doing, bro? I'm like, give them to me. I'll just give them out to Giant fans. But uh, when we talk, oh, so OBJ. So no, he he went in there. He hung out with his boys. Um, they went to dinner after, and he was out. But but I don't. Shane was not was not joking. I think anything Shane says, I think he really is just shoots from the hip. Yeah, obviously like 
you can never get mad at GMs for lying about things because it's like their job to lie. You know, like yeah. I wore this. I wore this on Sunday. Mm. It's sad went, that I know what that is without even you having to turn it around. <laughs> that is, that's actually pretty sad. He went. He went bananas, bro. That's he went funny. bananas. He's like, "That's the greatest jersey I've ever seen." <laughs> I'm like, "Do you want it?" He did. He went. He's like, "That's the greatest jersey I've ever seen." It was which, actually pretty cool. Which player this year has been more most like interactive with you on the sideline? Ooh, uh, Landon, um, Barkley. Uh, preseason, it was Bachman, um, uh, Gates. Dude, so ha- I, uh, I I can't get yeah. over how happy I am. Like I I was I didn't think it was coming back. You know, me and you talk okay. about that stuff. You know, it's like we don't put that out there, but it's like, you know, I talked with him, you talked with him. I didn't think he was coming back when those right, setbacks so happened. I thought it was right. done. Let's freaking put it out there now. I I went to the Yankee game with him. I did invite you. I went to the Yankee game with him, and word for word, we were talking about him getting an NFL settlement and never playing again. Wow. And and that's just the summer. That's just the summer. Yeah, so like, yeah, that, yeah, that was like in the July or something. Just, it was just the summer, and he's like, I'm, I, I'll never play again. It's so cool, the Giants, to like, you know, let, keep me on and let me rehab. And, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, really? That So that's it? He's like, probably. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for you. But it sucks. You know, but uh, you're always going to be loved here. You know, you go beat up some go beat up some uh, some other players on, on the opposing team and you're loved here for life. And uh, and here we are in November talking about he's, you know, when they said he was playing, I text him. I'm like, you're not playing. And then he. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they're going to activate me. And I'm like, all right, but you're not playing. And then he gets to the game, and I'm like, you're not, you're not playing. <laughs> he comes to the sideline. I'm like, you're playing. He's oh like, I know. And, yeah, and the, that, that was basically cool. the same conversation. I was like, are you, I was like, are you actually going to play? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I said, all right. I was like, I remember, I remember turning around to Danny, the, the, the guy sitting with the helmet. I said, he's not playing, bro. He's like, he's playing. I'm like. He will not see the field. What do you want to bet? I'm sorry. Thank God I'm not a betting man, bro. Uh, he's like, well, I'm like, he's not playing. So, so this is pretty cool. I'll tell you guys this. You know, I don't make it. I don't make it public. But some sometimes I get to go hang out um, with the family after the game. Well, it just so happened that my red eye was in like four hours, so I got a chance to hang out in the little family area uh, after the uh, Seattle game. Gates had like like ten people there, bro, of, from his family, and there were tears, and there were hugs, and I didn't go over there. I let them. It was it was emotional. Mm. It was emotional, you know. His brother and his mom, and uh, it was it was emotional, and for Nick too. So, you know, it was it's kind of cool when you when you see from afar. Like I was a I was basically a. I was a voyeur <laughs> and I was, I was watching that going on. And then I saw, um, I saw, uh, McFadden, like, you know, he had some people there and they were, you know, did nothing but smiles. Got yeah, his first sack. Yeah. Right. His first sack. And like, these are kids, guys. These are, these are freaking kids. And he's like, you know, I got a sack. I got a sack. I got a sack. You know, like it's, it's mind blowing, you know? And, and Daniel Jones is, uh, you know, is talking to his dad and uh, talking about the game, like that's his dad, you know. 
Like, uh, I'm like, oh, my God, is Daniel Jones. Like, he just got his ass beat, yeah. you know, like thrown all over the ground. And, you know, I, I don't think know. Justin just, hung out with the Daniel Jones family after his first preseason game, wasn't it? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say I hung out, but yes. Yeah, so, so, Joe, do you know that story? No, I don't. But please tell me. This is a so I was one of the first and possibly the only person that was talking really nice about Marcus Golden heading into the 2019 season. I loved I'm him. I'm with you, by the way. Me I too. loved him. Like I, I still do, by the way. I yes, I still love him. And it because oh, Marcus Golden now, now because of my uh, my my close attachment to his family, like I will always love him, and they should never trade him. Um, awesome. But anyway. You know, I, I was talking about his pressures, and I was talking about like, oh, the you know the sacks may not be there, but the advanced stuff is there. He's gonna have a good year, second year off the ACL. He's gonna he's gonna break out for the Giants this year with James Betcher, and he's back. So then he did, and I mean, and this is even before, but the 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 preseason there was a preseason game. I forget who it was against, but um, I still have the the family sticker like in in, in my room somewhere, and I I saw his father. His father DM'd me. Um, he's like, come down. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a wristband for the for the family tent. And then yep. I went down and I like met his family and I met him after after the game. It was the most surreal thing. Now, Joe, at this point, I I'm not on Talking Giants. I have my own giant show called Bleeding, which you've been on. Yep. Blue, I, yep. Bleeding Blue was my everyday giant show before I turned it into a Giants history show. So I'm I'm 21 years old. I'm a kid, and yep. I'm. I, I'm a nobody on Twitter who just talks nice about a player and I'm about to meet this player. So that was that was quite the uh that was quite the story. That family that family ten is a really is a really cool time and a cool experience. And why like your story resonates so much is because now that we're winning again, we have a team that we want to root for these players. Like yeah. we, like no matter kind of how you feel about Daniel, like we've seen even the most Daniel Jones haters start to be like Hey, Daniel Jones is having a good year. Saquon Barkley, the most Daniel, the most Saquon Barkley haters. Saquon yeah. Barkley is having a good year. And no matter how you feel about it, you can appreciate it for what it is. And now that we have guys that are in-house because we're winning, we have yeah. guys, players, human beings that we could continue to root for if they're extended for a couple more years, which is really, really fun and really, really cool. Things that we haven't had. Yeah. We haven't had stability. We haven't had when you buy a Giants jersey. When you buy a Giants jersey, since basically after 2016, 2017, after you buy that Giants jersey, it will become obsolete in two years. Dude, Julian Love be. might get extended. He's going to be the first the first Giants player extended Drafted. draft pick since yes. Sterling Shepard. And the one before yes. that was Odell. And he was yes. traded a year after. Yeah. So it's been like, uh, uh, there hasn't been a, so it's like been like, Two since like two thousand uh, since like the two thousand thirteen yeah. draft class has been extended. Odell and Shepard, and now maybe Julian yeah. Love. Hey, hey, Justin, I want to tell you two things. What you just said. First of all, the the uh, uh, the oh Daniel Jones haters and the Barkley and this and that. Although they're they're let's just say they're quiet. I'm not going to say that their hate is still not there. I'm going to say that their drafts in their Twitter account are filled <laughs> how's that how's that it's coming um his first two interception game or or his first two fumble we're games, not getting there why are you talking about this we're not getting uh, there uh, we're right. not. and and the, you're correct and he's the never throwing game. an interception again <laughs> it is kind of crazy we're, we're 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 heading to the bye week and he's had two interceptions and one was just not his fault well, at all yep you know, and and the, the second thing, Marcus Golden. So, so Marcus Golden 
uh, tweets me, sends me a DM uh, right around the time the Giants are, are, are trading him and getting rid of him. And uh, he says, hey, swing by, you know, gives me his address. He had like two garbage bags full of like giant stuff for me to oh. raffle off. To raffle That's off. So cool. Yeah. I so that. when I tell, actually, Justin, do you have a Marcus Golden something? No, I don't. I- I'm gonna. He, I'm was, gonna he wasn't you... here long enough for me no, to get I'm, anything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something. Oh, I have you. some. I have some 44s, like like the stuff, the stuff that players, the stuff that players get, like. We'll have have, oh, that's so cool! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or or oh, wait, here you'll you'll appreciate this one. Well, and you you should have bought some Marcus Gold, Marcus just regular Marcus Golden merch, Justin. Like he didn't. No, sell I it. mean, I you I know, mean, I had a Kadarius Tony like one of his shirts that he sells in the package when he was traded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the issue. These play these players are here for a year and a quarter. So I got I got yeah. two two more things I want to cover with you before wait, we go. Wait, I, I wanna I just want to tell you that the giant I, I, and then go on your thing the Marcus Golden thing. Kudos to Tim. In Which Florida? Tim? Now, <laughs> yeah, it was about to like Tim giant, from Florida. Giants management baby McDonald. No names. You know why? Because there were some other teams that they were going to ship Golden to. Oh, you yeah, know they let him go back to the Cardinals. That's correct. And uh, and that's some stuff that no fans will ever know. That the inside taking care of players, even if they were only there for a little bit, you know, that that's class to me. And that's why when I say Giants, you know, management or I just uh, the franchise in itself is classy because they are. Yeah. So two things I want to fig- uh, finish off with. We'll start with the good and then the bad. What city do you want to be the playoff game in to, for the wild card? Round? Oh, that's such that's what a great question. Uh, Giants are going to the playoffs, bro. Dude, we're going this uh, like it I, still hasn't hit me. Like we're I, I know Justin what... had a call about planning for the playoffs, and it's like I can't believe we're here. Like halftime of the Titans game, my in my brain, I'm like, I can't do it another year. Like this is gonna, like, like this is another year I, of us not being able to get straight. Like this is sucks. It sucks watching this team when they're like this. And then now we're just like we're planning playoff stuff going into the bye week. What are they? Do they? <coughs> they're gonna they eight and two, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, they could, should. You could talk to your blue in the face, but they really should be eight and two, right? Yeah. Give me a list of cities that would be on that list. So well, Tampa, Philly. Tampa's a possibility because of the NFC South. I think, I think, I feel confident in Tampa. I'm going to say don't. San Fran, and then what is <laughs> what would be the um, Minnesota? Because Green Bay, yeah, and Minnesota. So okay. definitely not Minnesota. Screw Minnesota. Hundred percent, hundred percent, not Minnesota. You don't want to go to the West Coast for San Fran, do you? Hundred, hundred percent, not. So it's Tampa or Philly. Where do you want to go? <clears throat> or if, I definitely, uh, definitely don't if, want to go to Philly. If Carolina, if Carolina, uh, I mean th- that division's anybody. So stop, really, stop. Give Carolina's me... not winning. Tampa's Car- winning that division. But Carolina. I also, I also don't think Tampa is Bobby. Atlanta. They're the only the team Saints. in the division has a quarterback. <laughs> could you believe Atlanta? Justin might be honest. Could you imagine? Yeah, I don't the, see that. That would be. I, I'm hoping for that because Atlanta's 
they're really not a they're good bad. team. No, um, they're, they're not. But I, mean, I think Tampa's going to win defense. that division uh, when, right. it all, so, when it's all said so and it done. Would, uh, hey, look, a lot of things are set in motion when the Giants go to Tampa. So I would love for that to be the wild card game. I want, Brady. They, I want Brady. Now, the yeah, frustrating last, thing is I would fly to New Jersey for a playoff game in Florida, which is kind of frustrating. Because <laughs> we're going to do – if we're because obviously, you know, we're we're going to do a watch party uh, up up in up in Jersey for it. So, um, so if you want to skip the game and come, you're invited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to – I think I'll end my streak for the watch party. That would be cool. <laughs> so, so, wait, that was the good – give me the bad. Minnesota. Oh, oh, the bad to end? Yeah. yeah well, let's sorry. talk about Tony. This is something – I don't think there's anything that me and you talk about more offline in the last two years than Kadarius Tony because there's all types I, of I got, information. I got that one. I got that one a, a thousand percent wrong. A, a thousand – just like I got freaking with Nick Gates. I don't think you got it wrong because when we talked offline, it was like there's – dude, I mean, back to, you know, last year, beginning of last year, and we're like, there's issues, man. There's like – there's – there's shit yeah. with him. Um, yeah. Do you do you know what I heard? All, I mean, you know, you and I and Justin hear things maybe more than other people will hear sometimes. That's fair to say, right? Yeah, and, and I think us, we are more willing to share it because beat reporters have their access journalists and they, they're afraid to share their information until it's over. Correct. So they might leak something to somebody else. So I heard he does have a hamstring issue it wasn't as bad as it, it was i mean that's it and i don't understand from which side i don't understand if it was the giants not playing and, and immediately wanting him out or it was Kadarius tony saying i don't want to play i'm hurt i mean you know what it I, is. it's from the giants side they didn't want to play I, they wanted to trade him they didn't want to play him and have him get hurt they that's they, correct I mean, it was it, Tennessee told us a story. They didn't want. They didn't want him. That's correct. You know? Yeah, like and that, and like it's when so people sad like, oh, it's because... the playbook. He doesn't know the playbook perfectly. It's like now, hold on, seven hold on, plays. Bobby. He does, may not know the playbook to play him a hundred percent of the snaps, but seven plays, two of which are trick plays, two yeah. or three of which are running plays, is not playbook. That if you know, for a guy who is flat out your best talent at wide receiver by a mile on this team. That was a very conceited. Like we've got issues with this guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. Uh, I'm overly happy. I'm, I'm very happy to get a three and a six. Kadarius Tony, if you remember, guys, I go back to your 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 draft podcast. I was on. Um, that's the guy I wanted. That's the guy I got. And I I think he is going to flourish in Kansas City. I think he is going to do very well. Not well, very well. And I'm going to hate to see it, but I really hope that the Giants just get another wide receiver and just just forget about it. Yeah, he's going to flourish. Ill will toward. I know because of the way he can act on social media, people hate him. So like the whole injury thing that he ended up deleting, that, that was, was that was so the, freaking stupid. Well, it was stupid because he didn't know how to say it. What he should have said is like Joe Shane said it. Like they, he was healthy, they were ready to like. He was healthy and ready to go, and he's like, "Well, why why am I not practicing?" And like, "Well, we want to hold off for you for one day." And yeah. he didn't know real like he was like, "What's the deal?" I understand it from his point of view, but it was like I also from the Giants' point of view, it was like we're not going to practice you because we're trading you tomorrow. Correct. Um, you know, so like 
I view it. It's and a, then he, it's, and then he comes out. L for the Giants. With- because the Giants go before Joe Shane, but it's a W for Joe Shane and Brian Dable to get that back from what they did for a guy who's only played twenty percent of the snaps since he's been a Giant. And and that and that is where people are gonna tell me to shut up about him flourishing. We traded a wide receiver and everybody freaks out. Like we go back to what Justin said. Everybody freaks out freaks out on Twitter and oh my god, that best wide receiver, best wide receiver that they didn't play. Yeah, he that's didn't what play. it comes down to. He didn't play. And they just didn't believe in him if he did get help. Like there were there were issues and it's it's frustrating because I, I he's a hell of a talent, but it's just he didn't play and he didn't really seem like a guy who look, you know, look, was you putting guys, in the full guys, effort you, to be you, fully bought you into guys the Giants. Tweeted, it, it's true. You guys tweeted a post of mine from the sideline, like watching Kadarius Tony, you know, walk the other way. The yeah. body language is Body language, absolutely horrible. I literally watched Joe Judge multiple times, multiple times have to go talk to him alone. I watched other players talk to him alone. And stuff that that like that is just you know, I, I, I guess you 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 nip it in the bud, you get it done, you're not even uh, you know, halfway through the season when you make it. And uh I don't know, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's gonna wind up to be a a win for both sides. That's it. A win for both sides. I don't want to talk about this like we talk about the freaking OBJ trade for the next 25 years. No. Both teams, that's it. A three and a six, good job. Go flourish in Kansas City. Done. Yeah, I Smart. mean, we're, we're talking about it like a week after, but it's, this is not like a Yes, it is. we're going to look back at. Yes, it is. You think he's going to do that? Here's the thing is if he could stay even semi-healthy, he will flourish in Kansas City because he's not a guy who needs to have – the most practice type of guy. Like, kind of just no. need to have a coaching staff that believes in him and wants him to play and let him go out there and play. Kansas City's the best spot for him to do that. Kansas City, New York, Buffalo, and Kansas City. If he can't flourish in one of those and he already went to one of them, then he's dead meat. Yeah. But if Kansas City could get the ball in his hands and he's healthy, he's going to flourish. That's, That's it. That's the thing with I him. I talk though, about him again. The, we talk. We do the if he's healthy preface with a lot of players. With him, it's like even more so than anything. Like yeah. I, I, we've never I, seen I anything like it. He had six different yeah, injuries last year. The you funny know? thing about saying uh, the two places that you want to go are Buffalo and Kansas City. Literally, the offense coordinator for the Giants is from Kansas City, and then the offense coordinator um, of the Bills last year is the head coach. So correct. Co- correct. Love that. Love that, Joe. Yeah, and, Love that we have thank that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I just think he's, uh, you know, like we said, he's they're gonna. You got to find a way to get the ball into your playmaker's hands, and the Giants wanted to do that with Kadarius Tony, but you can't do that without being healthy. That's yep. it. Yep. 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 It's it's a sad the way it went down, but I don't think anyone's crying over Kadarius Tony being gone. Hey, hey, let me let me ask you guys something. Are you guys are you guys excited for the return of Galladay or not? No, he looked bad, man. And I, I, I spent training camp being like people were going a little because there, well, there were people going too hard at him for some stuff. But he looked bad when he was out there. He didn't play much, but he did look bad when he was out there. Um, and then the drops are always like drops are the quickest way to get a fan base to turn on you. Drop is the number one way. It and really he dropped is. That, like, he dropped that little that little in route. That little <laughs> oh, man, you're right. That that was a that was a crusher. But I. I don't know. I think if uh, we could get last year's version of him, that's a huge addition to the Giants. But he looked worse than last year. Yeah. You know, those first few games of the year this season. 
Like last year's last year's Kenny Galladay averaged fifty three yards per game on a sixty percent catch rate with Daniel Jones. That's a solid wide receiver right there. Yeah, that is that's correct. With in no a bad offense too, in a zero. bad offensive scheme, but he looked Man. worse than what he looked like last year. But he had zero fifty fifty catches, zero. Yeah, yeah so, um, but I don't know if they're going to give him that in this offense either. You know, so I, I don't. Th- I don't think this coaching staff is going to build stuff like Kenny Galladay type, uh, Kenny Galladay type offense. So um, he's definitely better than Marcus Johnson and David Sills. So I'm welcoming him back. I'm glad he'll be back, but I also don't have much high hopes for him. And who's the wide receiver they just got for the Bills? Isaiah Hodgkins, who's like he, can, he he's like a he's just he's a big he's kind of like a David Sills to be honest. Where he's, he's a big body, he's a big bigger body. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's better than David Sills, but he's very. David Sills like where he's going to do well in the preseason, but he doesn't have like the athleticism to flourish in the oh, NFL. Oh, tr- trust me, I'm not. You know, I'm the last person. Well, no, I'm actually not the last person. The only reason Come I know you. this is because we we have like really good friends who cover the Bills. Like they do the same thing we do for the Bills, and they filled us in on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, look, I, uh, I want, I want Galladay to come back and do so well. I, I really do. Maybe maybe turn things around especially with the fan base uh you know he's got he's got so much money owed to him it's not even funny so who knows who knows what's gonna happen yeah all right lpg we're gonna let you go appreciate you coming on uh looking forward to houston we're gonna win that game then we're gonna win versus detroit and uh I'll see you December fourth. I'm going to be up there for the Commanders game. Yeah, the, what do we what game. do we have to do to? I know parking lot K is a little bit of a hike away from L. N- I mean, not L. K is where I used to park. Parking lot L is a little bit of a hike um, from where from where you tailgate. What do we got to do to get you to come to our tailgate event against Washington? We got it catered by the Candlewood just, Diner. Just, you know, you know what's funny? You said that you've never seen me in a game until Nashville, and then you see me at home too. Well, yeah. Well, I see you at home because you were. I, well, I mean, I, you know, you, maybe I. I don't know. You're, somebody's inviting you to come and well, Mojo, or whatever. LPG's so invited everywhere, yeah. so he just goes ev- literally everywhere. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, the Commanders game. Uh, I'm with you guys. Sounds Love good. It. Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm with you guys, uh, and that's that. That's where I'm tailgating in the Commanders game. I'm looking forward to Fan Fest already. Fan Fest is a good time. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I it's uh, it's become my favorite thing. Uh, the the van, the setup, the 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 everything you guys do that's become my favorite favorite thing. So uh, I'm actually looking forward to that as well. I you know, know I got to see the candy first though before I get in the van. <laughs> I know, so, I know, I know. <laughs> LPG, we appreciate you as always, man. Thanks again. Nah, I love you guys. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, Sean, you better hope I never get back in. I will kick your. All right, thanks, LPG, for coming on the show. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers of DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. What up, Siren? Go to DraftKings Sports. That siren is coming for the next season right now. It's dying. It's oh. slowly dying. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app and place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. On Friday, Justin, I just like I listened to like four different Nets podcasts. I listened to NBA podcasts talking about the Nets, and I'm like, I just can't believe how like much Broken. of a train wreck. 
the Nets are right now. Like it's we are like it's 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 insane. Like the Kyrie stuff, you know, the, it's going back from the summer when guys want to trade it out. We fired Steve Nash finally, and then we're you know hiring a guy who went to the NBA Finals and they got suspended for a year and probably was never going to coach again for the Celtics. It's just it's insane. Um, and I hate them all. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Make any $5 bets uh, this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code JOHNBOY. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Speaking of other sports, Justin, thanks again for LPG for coming on. Did you catch any of the World Series? You know what's really messed up because we work for a baseball company? I watched maybe twenty minutes of the World Series. I rarely, I barely watched any of it. I usually, oh, at least like the elimination game, I watched the full game from start to finish. I only, I, I watched maybe like five innings of the World Series this year. I watched more of the NASCAR playoffs these last couple of weeks than the World Series. Word up, um, yeah, I just, I just couldn't get into it this year. Um, all right, that's an episode. We'll be back <laughs> that's, on. That's it. <laughs> that's what you wanted to ask. Yeah, I just wanted, you know, let's, let's talk a little baseball. Yeah. Uh, that's an episode. We'll be back on Friday with a preview pod for the Texans, um, and we better we better win that game. We better be seven and two. So, but on YouTube, Wednesday, right? Wednesday, midseason mock draft, and I got you guys a wide receiver for the first round. Ooh. So I, I went in afraid, being like, I don't know if there's gonna be a wide receiver there that I'm gonna take, and, uh, and maybe uh, maybe I guess in the second round there's not a wide, you know, because I don't know like a ton of these prospects yet. It's very limited. Uh, research and knowledge um, but I got myself a wide receiver for the first round so spoiler on the midseason mock draft I'm, I'm interested to see how people react to us doing a midseason mock draft with the Giants actually being good this year but I think people will understand we're not we're not too crazy so we'll, we'll see you guys on Friday or Wednesday or whenever we appreciate you guys until then let's go big blue <laughs> <laughs>